Well, today on the Scholars Podcast, my guest is Georgina Ryan. Georgina is an applied mathematician. Building on her background in physics and chemistry, Georgina uses mathematics to solve complex problems. Her goal is to improve Australia's mathematical literacy as a science communicator. It's her view that Australians' fear of mathematics impedes their ability to unite to solve global problems. She also plans to advocate for the place of underrepresented groups in mathematics. Georgina completed a Bachelor of Science at the University of Melbourne in 2021, followed by a Master of Science in Mathematics and Statistics from the same institution in 2023. She is now the 2024 Commonwealth Bank John Monash Scholar. She's chosen to study for a Doctor of Philosophy in Mathematics at the University of Oxford in the UK. Hi, Georgina. Welcome to the program. Hi, Justin. Thank you for having me. Well, congratulations on being recognised as the 2024 Commonwealth Bank John Monash Scholar. When you found out that you were the recipient of this scholarship, how did it make you feel to join the ranks of the 11 Commonwealth Bank Scholars? I was incredibly excited. Uh, It's been my dream to go study overseas since I was a little child, and receiving the scholarship means that I'm actually able to do that. Also, looking at the past people who've been supported by the Commonwealth Bank, I feel like it really aligns with my interest. There's intersections of like science and mathematics and economics and policy. In my background, I obviously do lots of science and maths. I'm a mathematician, um, but I've also been involved in kind of the global politics space through um, work with an organization called United Nations Youth Australia. So I feel like that kind of progressive economic through line I feel reflected in as well. And it also just feels like a very welcoming community brought into the 2019 um, Commonwealth Bank scholar Alex uh, has reached out to me and we had a chat because he also studied math at Oxford. Um, So I'm just very excited to have been welcomed in. How did you actually find out Georgina, that you had been awarded the scholarship. I had a call from Paul, um, the CEO of the General Sir John Monash Foundation, which was incredible. Where were you? Were you in the car or at home or at work? I was uh, in my room studying for exams. Yeah, of course you were. Because they um, they had announced that we would receive an email at some point soon when I had expected it to be like the full following week. That kind of edge of anticipation, feeling like it could come at any point. But also that could be like four days away. <laughs> yeah, it was very much a drop everything I'm doing and answer the phone the second it made any kind of noise until it was the actual call from Paul. Yeah, great. Well, why have you chosen the degree and the institution that you have? And what do you feel this choice will deliver for you? I've chosen to study a DPhil in mathematics at the University of Oxford. Um, And my particular focus is in a field of applied mathematics called continuum mechanics, um, which is the study of how fluids move or how solids move, which, as you can imagine, is applicable to a lot of things because everything in the world is basically a fluid or a solid. In Melbourne, where I've been studying, the continuum mechanics field is generally quite small. There's only a handful of researchers in it, whereas at Oxford, it's the, the center of continuum mechanics research, they would have like 20 
professors investigating continuum mechanics. Uh, so just the scope of what I can learn and what I can build is effectively incomparable. I The thing I always reflect on is that in the UK, an undergraduate student will have taken six or seven ca- classes in fluid mechanics, whereas I've taken every class available available to me, and that's like three. <laughs> so it, being a graduate student, so just the 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 scope is kind of unparalleled, and that's I effectively have to go overseas to learn the content I need to become a professor and bring that knowledge back here in a useful way. If I stayed here, I would just learn the same things I'd already learned. I wanted to move overseas to get that additional expertise in an area that isn't that big here, but also the group I'm particularly interested in working with is part of the Oxford Center for Industrial and Applied Mathematics. Um, And so they focus directly on industry collaborations and partnering with groups to solve problems that are directly relevant like right now, uh, which is very important to me. I um, was going to be a theoretical physicist for a while. That's what I was gunning towards. And then I realized I wanted to do something that I actually had a chance of seeing have an impact in my lifetime. Um, So I'm quite excited by that bench to the program as well. Have you ever lived or studied overseas before? You might gather from my accent that I have lived overseas. So I was born in Hong Kong um, and lived there until I was four and then moved to America and lived in Colorado until I was 12 and then came back here. Um, But yeah, my parents are Australian. I've always been an Australian citizen. And when are you, all things being equal, Georgina, when are you looking to start your PhD? Yes. So this will be October next year, 2024. And how how long do you think it will take? Do you know? It's a strict three to four year timeline. And I believe most of them pop out at exactly the 3.5 mark in the middle. So why do you feel the John Monash scholarship is so important to the future of Australia? As I mentioned in one of the previous questions, I feel like within Australia, we're quite good at knowing like specific niche topics quite well, just because we have a small population size, so you have to specialize. Whereas something like the John Monash Scholarship and actually taking people who are interested in leadership and interesting in building the Australian global presence overseas and letting them learn things from other foreign institutions is kind of one of the main ways we can actually expand our knowledge capacity just globally. Um, like You can't learn the things that don't already exist as areas of expertise here without learning them from someone. Um, and so I think that's really, really important. Um, an issue I'm particularly concerned about generally within like the future of Australia that you mentioned is I'm really concerned about our mathematical literacy crisis um, in the country, which is honestly horrifying. Like our enrollments in um, advanced mathematics classes for year 12 students across the country has been dropping year on year. For example, like BC specialist maths enrollments have dropped every year since 2017 um, across the board, national and uh, enrollments in intermediate and high level math subjects are all at all time lows. And we've dropped like 18 places in global math rankings in the last two decades. Why is that? It's a very complicated problem. We have lots of people trying to solve it. I think a large portion of it is not having experience and robust uh, processes in getting math teachers. Um, that I believe it's only a third of Australian math teachers that have actual like math a math degree, um, which is horrible. So you have people who have never actually learned math to a high level trying to teach math. 
Um, which means that people end up getting kind of a yes or no binary approach, like you are wrong, you are right. And then they don't enjoy that mathematical learning experience and they're not going to want to continue doing it. And I think this is particularly a problem because just existing in the world requires knowledge of math. Like we, there's so many people who are like, oh, I don't use math every day or I'll tell people I study math and they go, oh, I was never a math person. Math was never my thing. I don't like it. And it's like, yeah, sure, not everyone needs to be a mathematician. That's not what I'm trying to say. But everyone needs to be able to engage with math and interact with math because it is literally the foundation of our society. It models everything and how the world everything. physically works. It it governs all of our economic systems, which everyone fundamentally has to interact with. If you're getting information about climate change, if you're information about COVID data, if you're getting information about like electoral processes, that's all presented to you in terms of statistics and graphs and mathematical concepts you have to engage with. The fact that we have such a crisis in our engagement with math is a problem. The milk you're buying at the supermarket, somewhere along the line there, there's a lot of maths involved in logistics and supply chain and the, you know, can I discount this? People don't realize exactly. that maths is surrounding them. Yeah. Or even if you're just like doing your personal finances and it's like, should you be investing into your super account or should you not? Or should you be like going for the term deposit or the fixed interest, how will the interest rate rises affects your your mortgage? Like all of those things are math that people just think is too hard and push off to the side, get someone else to do it. And then you end up getting ripped off or a bad deal in the process if you don't actually know how to engage with that yourself. So Georgina, we have some of the world's top universities here in Australia. So in your view, how does studying postgraduate um education overseas benefit our Australian postgraduate scholars? While we do have like incredible institutions in Australia, and I'm so fortunate to have been able to attend one of those institutions, I think just the diversity of expertise in Australia versus expertise in the, a selection of the entire world is just incomparable. I think that's something that's so special about the John Monash Scholarship is that it's you actually have to advocate for like, why is this institution you are choosing the best institution for you? And going through that process of being like, I want to attend this specific research, a part of this specific research group in Oxford because it is the best in the world and most accurately reflects my research interests instead of just because it's prestigious, I think is an incredibly important process, which means that as John Monash scholars, we actually can get the most valuable insight out of like extracting the world's global knowledge resources to bring back to Australia instead of just relying on perpetuating the knowledge we already have. So following on from uh, that answer, how important is it to have a global perspective in leadership and equipping Australia's future leaders with this global perspective? I think the most valuable thing, as it, I think it's incredibly important. And I think that's because being exposed to global perspectives inherently, I think, makes you more open-minded and more open to different concepts of how processes and systems can operate. Also, that includes getting different insights of how different kinds of people's works, different personalities, different cultures. Um, I know for me, every time I've been involved in a new organization, um, for example, I've been involved quite heavily with an organization called United Nations Youth Australia, which is entirely youth run and seeing how that organization runs in comparison to organizations that are run by like adults in inverted quotations <laughs> makes it really clear that it's like 
oh, just because this is the standard way things are done, that's not necessarily the way things have to be done and different insights and different perspectives can radically result in different, better outcomes. And so I think by having a class of people going off around the world, learning how different global systems operate or education systems operate or corporate systems operate around the world and taking those ideas back into Australia can really help us improve our processes and how we lead our organizations and lead like our future research that we're like getting an extra diversity of insights that you can't get just from within a microcosm of Australia itself. Yeah, well, well said. In in receiving the scholarship from the John Monash Foundation, how do you think you will create a positive impact on your career? And furthermore, what is your capacity for contributing to Australia? The John Monash Scholarship, I think, is vital to my career for allowing me to kind of take a pick of institutions around the world and say, this is the one I want to go to that will best suit my interests. Personally, I want to be a professor as well as a science communicator. So I want to do active research that helps solve problems for people in industry and people who are other experimental scientists that kind of and has a specific interdisciplinary and collaborative focus, which I can learn to do by being in an environment that already has that existing interdisciplinary collaborative focus like they have in Oxford and take that back here and try and build that line of research within Australian mathematics more where it is currently lacking. And then I also am excited to move to a place on the science communication front and outreach and trying to get more marginalized groups into mathematics or comfortable with mathematics, moving to a place where mathematical communication is a much bigger deal than it is here. There are several popular science communicators in the UK who specifically focus on discussing mathematics and doing mathematics outreach, which does not have the same prevalence at all here. Um, so getting into that new environment, I think, is going to be particularly useful for me. I see myself contributing to the future of Australia largely within those domains of educating newer generations of people coming into mathematics, helping underrepresented groups feel more represented in mathematics and advocating for their place um, through things like government policy, tangible programs um, to involve people and trying to work with the groups that already exist who are trying to solve our mathematical crisis in our school system uh, to try and figure out how best I can help from that from a more on high overseeing level than a direct on the ground, I am a math teacher level. And yeah, and then doing that alongside the being a researcher, actively solving problems. Um, one thing I always have in my head is people always say like, oh, you, you could go inspire the next generations and be a teacher and help get the next group of people to go and solve the problems. And I'm like, but I also want to solve the problems. Like I don't want to just yeah. put my skills in that area aside for the benefit of future generations when I am the future generation at the moment. I can do the thing myself too. Yeah, I'm doing it. Thank you. I'm sure you get asked this question a lot Georgina, uh, boys or girls, men or women, who's who's better at maths and science? Is that even possible to answer? I'm keen to know how you answer that question. I'm sure it's come up. This is really interesting. I don't think there is an innate gender bias to mathematical skills. There is definitely, I've experienced as a woman in mathematics, the clear bias in how things are framed or approached. For example, um, women in mathematics will tend to 
want extra levels of like clarification asking for help and wanting to be sure we are right um before like committing to something which means that you might ask more questions and then be perceived as being less intelligent because you are asking questions and if people okay like have that perception you can get kind of pushed out for feeling like you're stupid for having to ask questions that other people don't where i've seen men are far more likely to just kind of like like have a bit of bravado and act like they know things or put on a false layer of confidence that they know what's going on even when they don't often i interesting interesting they're going to try and wing it and then they go actually i didn't really know the answer to that exactly and as an example of that it's like at university um so at like graduate level studies we have consultations or like office hours for lecturers and in almost every office hour i've been to throughout my graduate degree it's a room full of female graduate students asking questions and very few men and it's a like i think there's also potentially like a selection bias thing there if it's like once you've gone through the levels you know that the way to succeed is by asking questions so you go and ask the questions but yeah it's just a funny little trend i've noticed where it's like people get kind of shamed for answering questions at younger levels and i think that steers them away and then it's like all oh, the people finally succeeding at the end are the people who are willing to ask those questions yeah so i think there's just i don't think there are a natural benefit within genders to being a better at mathematics but there are different approaches to how one studies mathematics and the current system kind of rewards the male approach of confidence and bravado at least in a social setting while you're learning and i think that's likely where we see some of that divide coming what a great answer um georgina when you think about your professional career your academic career to date are there any particular moments that stand out for you that you can recall and you would like to share? Are there any wow moments uh, that, that you've had? I want to mention two things. The first of which is um, my term as national president of United Nations Youth Australia, uh, which is the youth-led organization I mentioned earlier. Um, I was national president of UN Youth in 2021, which was right in our post-COVID like rebuilding phase of trying to figure out how our national events would work. We run conferences and model United Nations competitions that uh, nationally that have like a hundred students coming and attending them as residential events. Um, so trying to put in all the groundwork to rebuild the organization post-COVID and now attending events. I just finished attending an event for you and you this week that was held in Melbourne and seeing the event thriving and everything working and all the students having a fantastic time at the event for a week has just been a phenomenal like fulfilling experience to be like yes the work that i put in and the work that all the volunteers i oversaw put in has paid off and the organization is back on solid ground after like a very difficult two-year period during the pandemic and then the second thing i want to mention is i worked um at a educational resource company called edrolo uh, which provides um, produces vce and hsc resources um, and I helped write a physics textbook with them um, in my early undergraduate years. And so seeing those physical BC physics textbooks that are used in Victorian schools with my name in the author's list was another like particularly proud professional achievement for me. Yeah, you've made it. You're in print. Yeah, exactly. Final question to Georgina. Who would you encourage to apply for a John Monash scholarship and why? I would really encourage people to apply for the John Monash Scholarship if they have a very clear 
set of things they want to achieve in their career. So you have a, a clear career goal and you know that you need to go overseas and study overseas in order to achieve that goal. Um, I think a lot of the John Monash scholarship is really based around that pivotal need or proof that this scholarship is a necessity for you to be able to um, achieve your goals and advance the interests of Australia more broadly, as opposed to just thinking it would be fun to go overseas. Um, and then secondly, the big character traits I've noticed in John Monash scholars from those that I've met thus far are that I think John Monash scholars in particular are rel are like rather down to earth and willing to put in the hard yards to try and make progress in their goals. So it's less about having the really fancy title and all of the awards, but more about being really committed to a cause, wanting to see a change and being willing to do that work yourself. Um, so I feel like if that resonates with someone listening, they should apply. Georgina Ryan, great to catch up with you today. Thank you so much for your insights and your time. You are the 2024 Commonwealth Bank of Australia John Monash Scholar. Best of luck with your PhD studies in Oxford and all the very best in your professional career. We wish you well. Thank you. Thank you.